day up and down Light's Broad Highway About whether Hitler died in old Berlin Here's one thing I'm telling you You can bet your life it's true If we forget our boys then Hitler Hello and welcome to another drive-in double feature and I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And today we're going to be talking about 1942's Hitler, Dead or Alive, directed by Nick Grind. This is a movie where, you know, it's a couple of, a couple of gangsters are going after Hitler, but... Uh, Normal fare. It's been Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> I mean... Haven't we all seen it? It's a pretty typical movie for the 40s. Exactly. But, but uh, so I know neither one of us have seen it. Um, so, Nathan, what's your opinion of Hitler? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I was going to say it. Damn it. Um, <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he a bad guy or is he just misunderstood? Nathan? No, I, you know... I, <laughs> controversial he's a bad guy i i you know i think he's a bad dude what about you yeah i mean this is a hot take but i don't think he was the best guy yeah we might lose some listeners over this Um, now do you think hitler is better off dead or alive i mean if i was gonna want hitler dead or alive i'd probably pick dead if if you're gonna if you're you're gonna ask me yeah but uh, uh, but but I guess to ask a more serious question, I mean, this is very, by the time we get to the end of this movie, it's very clearly like a war propaganda type of movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, what it, just, uh, just I'm more curious than anything, like what's been like some of your favorite like war type of movies or like World War II era set movies? Good question. Actually, my thing with World War, well, any war movies, I'm not a mm-hmm. big war movie fan. I enjoy them like on like a kind of a surface level but i don't have any that i like desperately love that are more about like war and battle stuff like that especially not world war ii yeah. more like vietnam like i enjoy platoon uh hamburger hill those are fun movies uh, full metal jacket's great but world war ii it's not it's not really a genre of war movie that i go for what about you yeah and i guess i can understand that i mean like because for one i mean Vietnam War era movies have better soundtracks. I mean, like <laughs> pretty much all the songs they play, like, you know, everyone loves Fortunate Son. It's, I guess it's easier to relate more to like Vietnam just because it's kind of more modernized and it was a lot more of a controversial type of war instead of like this united front like World War II was. I I like a lot of war movies. Uh, my dad loves them. So usually when he's over, he loves watching those World War II era movies. I mean, gotcha. you watch it. Yeah, so he'll watch me, like, watching the military channel or, like, documentaries on World War II. Like, some of the ones I really love are, like, Bridge Over the River Kwai is a it's really a good one. Not so much a World War II movie, but it is, it's a World War One movie. It is Sergeant York, which is really good, which is a Gary Cooper movie. My dad loves that movie, so we end up watching that one a lot. In Harm's Way is a really good one. Oh, uh, From Here to Eternity is another really good one. I watched that, like, last week. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's not necessarily a war movie, but it's a World War II era set movie. But, that's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good movies. That's what I was going to say. Um, I guess, like, war in particular is not what I strive for. But movies set during the war, I, those are interesting. Like, From Here to Eternity is great. I really liked uh, the movie that came out a couple of years ago, Jojo Rabbit, was a ton of fun. And that was set mm-hmm. in World War II. Uh, Schindler's List is a 
an incredible movie. One of the oh, best. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so there, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, and one other one I just want to mention is, that I love a lot is uh, the best years of our lives. Classic. Which is really good. It's like a post World War II era movie about soldiers coming home and trying to fit into society. It's really yeah. good. That, that that's kind of a topic I like as well is um, military people going back to civilian life and trying to handle that. And that's probably one of the better examples of those. It's three hours, but it goes right by. I was about to say it flies by, but but we're talking about this movie, Hitler Dead or Alive, and. Nathan, I I think the best phrase for this movie, in my opinion, is missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Why do you say that? Why I say that is because I guess I was expecting a lot more. Because so when I so when I first started up this movie, and the premise, you know, they right away they get right into it, and they you know these this millionaire is like saying, "I will give anybody a million dollars if they can either bring me Hitler dead or alive," because one of his friends died in Germany. So basically he wants Hitler dead. And these like three like gangster type of guys like show up, at, get straight out of prison. And they're like, we'll, we'll take the job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was kind of hoping it, the first like 20 minutes for me starts out really like cool and like over the top. And I thought it was like, I was really exciting. And then, it kind of comes to a big halt for me at some point, And I just, I wish I would, I wish there was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of that kick to it, a little more spice. I, I could totally agree with that. I think this movie for, for a movie about three gangsters from Alcatraz hunting down Hitler and Nazi Germany is extremely dry. It's, it's really just like very bland, very flat, you know, sets aren't really dynamic. They're just kind of talking a lot not a lot happens at a certain point. Like it's such a great concept. It's really, it's, I think it's really fun. Um, the thought of just three gangsters from that era, just trying to hunt down Hitler. It has a lot of exploitation, fun potential, and it's only an hour long and it's dry. It's way too, not enough happens. I know that's, that's the biggest issue. I mean, it's only an hour long, like you said, but like, I would say almost half of it. There's not a whole lot going on. No, because that the setup even takes forever with this guy being like, "I will offer a million dollars to anybody," and it takes about twenty minutes of the running time to do that. And then it's a lot of runtime of them in the plane just landing in Germany, and then they get captured, and not a lot happens. You know, it it's like plot points happen, and then it just drags for way too yeah. long. Yeah, and I, there's, I mean, it's, I mean, there are some really good stuff in here that I do like. I mean, like, I do too. One, yeah. Oh no, no, I was gonna say, you know, I, I do, I do too. I, I think like there, there are charming moments in this. I don't hate this movie at all. No, um, I would actually. That was probably perfectly put. Missed opportunity because uh, Ward Bond, love him in this. He always has such a great screen presence. So he's a, he's really fun to watch. Yeah, he's he carries this movie pretty much like over everybody. Cause like the other two gangsters, I mean, there's one that's kind of like a dopey guy and he's, he's kind of funny. And then there's another guy that's like a numbers guy. He really doesn't talk all that much, but, no. and they even find like another soldier that they team up with. And he might be one of the most blandest characters I've ever seen in a <laughs> yeah. movie. 
Because he's just by the books, right? He's just like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna be a spy or anything. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't know anything yeah. about him other than his name, Johnny Stevens. They're like, uh-huh. oh, Johnny Stevens. Like, but you know, it does start. There are some scenes I do like. I mean, like in the first twenty minutes, there's a, there's kind of a funny scene where they're in a plane. Mm-hmm. and they're trying they're flying over germany and they notice there's like an enemy plane coming after him and one of the guys pulls out a tommy gun <laughs> and, and, and shoots down one of the what shoots down one of the enemy planes that mm-hmm. way which i was like because when i saw that i was expecting I'm like oh like this is going to be like a really like campy kind of war movie you know with like gangsters versus nazis that sort of thing but that the, the action scenes are very few and far between. Exactly. The funny moments don't happen. In, it's another movie that I think like has a tone issue. I'm not too sure how funny it was trying to be. Because like, if you look at Wikipedia, it's like, oh, a quasi-comedy. Whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there are funny moments, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't classify this as a comedy because, you know, there are like, there are dramatic movies that do have... Uh, you know, like a comedic moment or two, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. classify them as a comedy by any no, means. No, not at all. Now, if if you say this movie sounds like another movie, I just wanted to bring this up that Quentin Tarantino did say this is a, in, a, in a Playboy magazine. This is a direct inspiration for Inglorious Bastards. And it shows. <laughs> it, it shows. Um, whenever I heard the plot of this, it's like, oh, it's like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Um, so the man, he definitely has his inspirations. Um, do I think that's a better movie? Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously. But I guess, um, I guess another interesting part of time. This was during an era where they were making just Hitler movies, movies about fighting against Hitler. Like I, I have a little bit of a list here: The Devil with Hitler, The Nazi Nuisance, The Hitler Gang. That's an awesome title. Which I guess are all about like gangs of people going to hunt down Hitler. Which is like I, I guess it, it's interesting as a part of history. I remember looking at all kinds of different cartoons, like even like Disney cartoons, like we're all like at this United front against Hitler. I mean, it was just kind of like mm-hmm. Hollywood versus like Germany a lot of times. And, you know, they, I remember a lot of like cartoons being like that and a lot of direct references to the war. So yeah, it is definitely heavy propaganda times, you know, for world war two. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say, you know, one thing that kind of reminded me a lot of inglorious bastards or that was like, there's this scene where they have to like try to pass as being Germans and they don't, they they just speak like in the regular American accents. They don't even yeah. like try to sound German or anything. And in Inglorious Bastards, they at least try to be Italian when they're sneaking in. Um, but the the joke is is that uh, Brad Pitt can't do uh, an an Italian accent well. Um, yeah, which I guess Brad Pitt is kind of the Ward Bond character. I'd say the standout charismatic one of the group. Oh, yeah, I could see that. There was some other stuff with language, too, though. I mean, like, at the beginning of the movie, when the millionaire is, like, giving them a list of all the problems, like, you know, what about language? And he's like, ah, yeah, you know, we'll get by. And then... uh, They all speak English. (laughs) I was, yeah, I was about to say, like, as soon as they arrived, I don't think at any point I heard German, like, in this movie at all. No, usually in movies like this, you'll hear, like, uh, something, some word in German. Like, they'll just replace my with mine or something like that. Nothing like that. Hitler speaks perfect English, I guess. 
oh, I know. Like, and because when they show up in their first encounter with a Nazi soldier, they're in like an enemy truck. And he's like, hey, give me your passport. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like it, it's just like in this his gangster voice or whatever. And then the and the guy's like, oh yeah, perfect. That sounds normal. Like, you, you sound like a German man. Yeah, yeah. You just look like you sound like you're from Berlin or something. You know, you got those weird <laughs> accents up there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very interesting. I mean, it's it's of its time. I mean, I feel like most people back then probably didn't want to go see a movie with a bunch of captions in it or whatever. Yeah, and I, it's it, it, I guess like that kind of stuff. I guess you get kind of classified as a comedy, but I don't know how much they were trying to go for like a comedic moment there. I don't know. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny. I think it was just like, oh, we don't want to do German in our movie. Let's just make this as easy as possible. That's yeah. That's the impression I got. It's like, well, we would have to hire. I mean, even the people they get to play Germans, there's some that don't even have a German accent. That's just they no. kind of like are putting like some type of inflection on their voice mm-hmm. to make them sound like vaguely European. You know, I, I felt the same way. Nothing. There's a lot of people that were not even close to German. Um, I will say, like, we were talking a little bit about this. I do like the ending. I, I do think, like, that whole idea is cool, where they're musicians, they're hiding out as musicians, and that's their way to get to Hitler. You know, I don't think it's done crazy, like, exciting or anything. Once again, it's shot very dryly. But, you know, it's a it's a fun idea. You know, it's kind of silly. No, I, I, I thought the ending was really good. I, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I just wish there was more of that, those type of scenes in the movie. Exactly. They, they could have made it longer. They could have made the ending most of the movie yeah. where maybe a little bit more hijinks, a little more action happened. Well, yeah, because like the problem is, is like after they arrive in Germany, they kind of find, you know, they kind of get their bearings, but then they eventually do get captured. And then once they break out of prison due to a spy being within like, the Nazi stronghold. She's like a, she's a spy that kind of helps them out. After that point, there's like 20, 30 minutes where not hardly anything happens. Like they're kind of going over plans of like how to get Hitler. And then like, there's other Germans like kind of being like, Oh, we've got to get these Americans, you know, that type of thing. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's just, that's the point where I was just, my eyes kind of glaze over and I'm just like, I don't, I don't care about this or, you know, it's just, it's so boring. I felt the same way. There's definitely like pockets of this movie. I don't really remember, you know, which is sad to say for such a short movie, but it, it's, um, it's just a little sad how uninteresting it can be. Yeah. But I mean, I guess like we say of its time, it's probably a lot more interesting, I guess, maybe back then seeing a movie like this, but yeah, I guess today's standards it, i guess you're you're wanting more type it, of thing exactly yeah it's definitely of its time personally i couldn't really recommend this movie to many people yeah same here but mm-hmm. i do want to go over talk a little bit more about the ending like you said it's yes. uh i one thing i thought was really cool so like one of the things they do have to worry about is that Hitler has a lot of body doubles or people that may have gotten plastic surgery on him. And uh, at one point, like the, the gang does capture Hitler. Yes. And, and, and they, they do get him alone. And one thing they say that's a defining clue is uh, <laughs> uh, that Hitler has a scar above his lip. Yeah. And, and the only reason they know that is because like, one of the guys that they met in Germany, like knew Hitler was like a childhood friend or wasn't that like the case? Yes. Yeah. 
And he's like, oh, yes, Hitler. I know he's a bad man, but I, I know he, he's got that scar on his lip. But mm-hmm. there's a scene where they, they shave Hitler almost completely bald and they shave off of his Hitler mustache. Yeah, his too. classic stash. And, <laughs> and I guess that makes him completely unrecognizable, right? Yeah. And, but there, I, I, the scene that, where he got shaved was... I really like the face he made. It was like, he has like these really piercing like eyes. He's just like, you know, it's just like this, his, he's, he looks totally horrified. It just, it, looks, uh-huh. it, it was so funny to me seeing that face uh-huh. he was making. Mm-hmm. Basically making a clown of Hitler, right? Which is probably yeah. what America needed at the time. <laughs> yeah. It was, to- it was really funny. So then after that, they, they take him outside and the, like you said, the uh, Germans do not recognize that this is Hitler. And Hitler's like, please save me, save me. And <laughs> they kill him. <laughs> yeah. They just shoot, they shoot him right in the back. Yeah. And I think and, he like says something like, he calls him like filth. He's like, oh, I yeah. can't believe we produce filth like you. Yeah. Um, it was, it was like, I can't believe Germ- a, a piece of filth like you came from Germany or something. Yeah. Like that. And then like, okay, so Hitler's dead now, right? You think the movie yeah. can end. But no, then it shows Nazis like going to kill children. And then yeah. Ward Bond has a very patriotic speech, very patriotic anti-Nazi Germany speech. And that's what our movie actually ends on. Not only that, but he he breaks the fourth wall, looks directly into the <laughs> yeah. camera. And just to really drive the point home, because he was like, because the whole like the whole point that they were making was like the spy was making was that hey even if you do kill Hitler this all these bad things are still going to happen Nazis are still going to be around yeah and and then they you know that happens at the end of the movie Hitler dies and then they do uh, you know he looks directly into the camera after the Nazis <laughs> put these tiny children in front of a firing range and yeah. just shoot shoot them <laughs> <That's>, Jesus. <laughs> I know. And he's like, I can't believe it. It's like, he, and then he, he says, he's like, you know, it's, it's one thing to kill war between men, but to kill children, like <laughs> these guys are monsters. And he's fucking yeah. right. It's so, it's like, oh, okay. We killed Hitler. Let's do something completely awful in front of these group of people real fast. I know it's so, uh, it's so crazy, but I, uh, I, but you know, I, I think this kind of like, this type of stuff is kind of what sets it apart from being like one of those classic that get remembered. Cause I do, you know, there are a lot of pro Patriot type of movies, but ones that are so blatant, like this one is towards the end, I don't really feel like get remembered as much as like the other, uh, the other ones. Yeah. It, well, and I think that's because the very patriotic speech at the end pertains very heavily to world war two. Right. And what we yeah. want to remember is maybe a world war two propaganda movie that speaks for all time that has a message in it that still relates to us to this day. And I don't think this one is very, very much of its time. I don't think it's very relatable to any patriotic feelings today. Yeah, I totally agree. But, you know, I guess at the same time too, this did come out in 1942. So world war two was still happening. And there was still a couple more years left doing that. Exactly. It it makes sense because this is like right after we had been thrown in the world war two by, by the Japanese. And we were probably just very heavy, like into war feelings, angry. It makes sense. I don't think being of its time is too much of a dig at it because 
it is what it is. You know, we were in a huge war. Stuff like this is kind of created to kind of like build up that patriarch feeling or get people, get those last people to enlist so that way they can help fight the cause. Yep. Or sell war bonds. Ward bonds? Ward bonds, yes. Uh, not war bonds. They wanted to buy stock in ward bonds. That's so stupid. Uh, (laughs) One other thing I do want to say was, uh, so the guy that plays Hitler in this movie, I pointed this out when when I uh, picked this movie out. The guy that plays Hitler has like 10 other credits where he plays Adolf Hitler (laughs) and other movies that are not related. Like this guy had a career of playing Hitler in movies. It's a job, I guess, but like that's a weird role to be typecast into. (laughs) Yeah, he plays because his his top four his top four movies on IMDb the ones that he's most known for are the Hitler Gang, this movie Dead or Alive, the the Nazi Nuisance, and the Devil with Hitler. Oh wow, all the ones I named that were yeah. <laughs> so he's in all of those that you just named. Wow, wow, that was a that was a good few years for him. And he his his last acting credit. From 1962 was in the Four Horsemen of the of the Apocalypse, of course, playing Hitler. Interesting. That's really interesting. <laughs> All I can say is I hope the guy was making bank. You know, it was during a hot and heavy time during World War II. Hopefully, he made some money playing the yeah, same guy it, over and over again. Yeah, I guess it's better to do that in movies rather than just look like Hitler and then people getting angry at you on the streets. <laughs> so do you, I do wonder? Do you think like? he had like a Hitler mustache like, the whole time? Or... I don't know. Was it just makeup? I, I hope it was just makeup. I couldn't imagine. I, the Hitler mustache was probably like out. You, if you got caught with a Hitler mustache in public during that time, I can only imagine what would happen to you. Isn't that crazy yeah. that one man like ruined a whole style and look just like that? Well, yeah, because, you know, he stole it from Charlie Chaplin because he was a big yeah. Chaplin fan. But... Really? <laughs> That yeah, that's why he has oh. a mustache. He loved Charlie Chaplin, so he 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 grew out his. He had like the little Charlie Chaplin mustache. Interesting, interesting. And then and then in turn, Charlie Chaplin made the Great Dictator, yeah. making dire- directly parroting Hitler. Yeah, well that that's cool. I know he's a huge movie fan. Like in, oh yeah yeah yeah. His one of his favorite movies was Snow White. I think wasn't yep. it? Yeah, Snow White was his favorite movie, if I remember right. Um. Which guess, is, you know, Hitler was a true cinephile, I guess. But yeah, I just, so just in summation, I mean, we kind of said it already that I, I can't really recommend it. I mean, there's, there's really not a whole lot of meat on the bone for this movie. I mean, I would, as even as a journal of curiosity, I can't even say I'd recommend it. But you know, I mean, if you love war movies, maybe check it out. But I can tell you right now that there's not a whole lot going on in it. Yep, I, I exactly mirror what you're saying. I don't really think it's worth watching. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing we covered, but it's definitely not the most interesting. You know, when you go see an exploitation movie or something like that, you want something interesting, and I just don't think it has that power. No, and uh, if, if there was a lot more of those scenes like we were talking about, I, I, I mean, I think it would be. A tr- I mean, I think it would definitely be something that a lot of people be talking about still today, but just because of how dry it is, it's really easy to see why this was like a movie that you and I were hearing about for the first time. 
Exactly. And only total weirdos like Tarantino are the ones that know about movies like this. Yeah, and that's how we, you, you were looking at his favorite movies, and you were like, hey. I, I will say, so, I mean, yeah, that's how I found out, is that he does mm-hmm. have, like, this this list of, like, compendium, like, the best, like, some of his favorite movies, and it does go by decade. And the whole reason I picked this is because I wanted an earlier decade movie. But I will say he does have, he does, he did give us a wealth of, uh, a wealth of resources for us to use. He did. Yeah. I mean, that man is like, Tarantino is like a movie, like legend. He knows so much about movies. He, he has some really hidden recommendations. So we'll probably be, this won't be the last time we're pulling from his list. I guarantee you it's not the last time we'll, 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 so. No. (laughs) But uh, I think that's it. Is there anything else we need to add? No, that is everything. All right. Well, uh, Nathan, what are we going to be talking about next time? So next time we're going to be watching And God Said to Cain, a 1970 spaghetti western. I cannot wait. I, I love a good plate of spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, no, especially stuff from straight from Italy, right? I remember I, every time I have a plate of spaghetti, I think I picture myself in the old west. Uh-huh. I think of Klaus Kinski every time I eat some pasta. Uh-huh. <laughs> there it is available on Tubi, but we can tell you right now, do not watch the Tubi version. It's 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 unwatchable. So uh, in terms of visuals, but uh, it is completely free on YouTube. So mm-hmm. go on YouTube if you want to follow along with us. Yeah, yeah, YouTube is the way to go on that one. Also, if you have any recommendations, anything you'd like us to talk about on the show, send us an email over at driveindoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com or if you just have any opinions on the show. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, we'll talk to you later. See you next time. See ya. Your hot time in the town of Berlin When the Brooklyn boys begin To take the joint apart And tear it down when they take over Berlin They're gonna start a row And show them how You paint the town back in Michigan They're gonna take